you know, I was in Manila for two weeks. No, when I was in Manila, I had the chance to speak before a group of young adults who were striving to become entrepreneurs. Yun mga ambition nila lahat. As normal, I would tell them na wag nila bilisan, mag-enjoy sila sa journey ng fruitfulness, and sana yun din ang maintindihan ng mga bata. I explained the ways of the plant and told them that every seed has a potential to become fruitful. At sabi ko rin sa kanila, lahat ng negosyo may potential na maging profitable. However, in order na mangyari ito, the farmer and the entrepreneur, I was telling them, should take care of the plant properly. Sabi ko, pag farmer, lipat-lipat niya yung tanim niya, nasa stunt yung growth niyan. Hindi yan lalaki mabuti. Pagkatapos, pag binilisan mo, pinilit mo siya mamunga kagad, pwede niyang ikamatay. So I was telling them, ganyan din ang negosyo. Karamihan ng bata ngayon, they move from one job to another. May mga estudyante who would change one course to another. And then ganun din negosyo. Pag hindi nag-work, they would close it and then start something quickly, something easily, no? So, nasustant yung growth. Marami namang negosyo ngayon ang nagkukulas because pinipilit nilang kumita maski hindi pa panahon. At the end of my talk, mayroong babae na tumayo and she was sharing that Medicine Today has discovered that there is now a new mental illness associated sa stress. Um, sabi niya, most, of, most young adults today are experiencing this illness as they desire to become successfully rich by the age of 30. Sabi pa niya, by, some of them daw are even experiencing temporary blindness. I've heard of this, people becoming temporarily blind but dahil sa stress. So, yung sa mga bata na gustong yumaman by the age of 30, okay, um, baka mabaliw kayo pag, pag ginawa niyan. So, she was asking me kung ano opinion ko tungkol dyan. Sabi ko sa kanya, stress is not necessarily bad because a certain level of stress helps us to grow. What do I mean? Kung gusto mo maging physically strong, kailangan mo i-stress yung katawan mo through exercise. As you exercise, you will develop more muscles to become strong. Now, the brain is a muscle also. So, kailangan mo siya i-exercise, gamitin para maging healthy siya. Kaya nga, most of the time, pag nag-retire ng tao na na nababali, o hindi, ang tao na namamatay ka agad because hindi niya na ginagamit yung mga muscles niya. However, science also tells us na lahat ng bagay may breaking point. Have you heard of that? Lahat ng bagay may breaking point. Meaning, pag ginamit mo siya doon sa level na yon, pwede siya mag-snap o mag-break. Okay? Pag lumampas ka sa limit niya. So sabi ko sa kan, sabi ko doon sa babae, sabi ko, I believe young adults today are becoming mentally sick because they force themselves to become rich maski hindi pa tamang panahon. Ako, naniniwala ako na God has given all of you the potential to become fruitful. However, ang ginawa ni God, as we teach us in Milia, may binigay siya sa atin mga kanya-kanyang abilidad na hindi pare-pareho. So, bawat abilidad may limitasyon. So, hindi lahat ng tao pwede umaman by the age of 30. In fact, I often ask the millennials, ilang bang 30 na kilala nyo na mayaman? Mas maraming namatay dahil sa stress kaysa yumaman. So, pero unfortunately, sa mga bata ngayon, it has now become a standard of that generation. Today, 
dapat umaman ka by the age of 30. Kaso lang, ang malungkot sa pinagdadaanan nila, pag nagkasakit sila, ang tanong ko, sino mag enjoy sa trabaho nila? And in fact, many of them are not enjoying yung trabaho nila because now of grabbing, grabbing stress. Now, while I'm talking of business, this morning, gusto ko sana i-share sa inyo my approach to my responsibilities. I would like to show you how I manage my stress and still enjoy life and become fruitful. In Similia, we teach you na ganyan ang plano ni God sa inyo to become abundant and be fruitful. And gusto ko lang sana explain sa inyo ano ang tamang paraan. So magpray mo na tayo. Heavenly Father, I ask for grace na sana Lord ma-explain ko ang bagay na gusto mong ituro sa amin. Naniniwala ako Lord na gusto mo kami guminhawa sa buhay and sana maintindihan namin kung paano. Lord, there are young adults here and I pray that sana the message could help them go through life properly. Na hindi sila ma-stress, na hindi sila magkasakit. And Lord, do the same for everybody. I commit to you our time praying, Lord, na sana you'd speak to all of us directly. In Jesus' name we pray. Alam ba nyo na lahat ng problema na dinadaanan natin ngayon, pinagdaanan na ng mga tao noon? Kaya nga sabi ni Solomon in Ecclesiastes 1.9, there is nothing new under the sun. Like for example, yung issue ng bakla at saka same-sex marriage, dati na yan, noon pa nangyayari yan. However, ang alarming lang ngayon, sabi nila, ang bilis nila dumami, maski hindi sila nanganganak. No? So it's an amazing phenomena, di ba? Tapos ngayon, may issue din of discapating, no? Dami-daming nawawalan ng pera dahil sa scam. Pero dati na yan. Every so often, I hear people losing money because nagpapaloko sila. Naniniwala sila, pwedeng lumaki ng pera yung ganun kabilis. And I've never seen that in in, our, in the proper business. Kaso lang, most people refuse to learn from history. Kasi every generation feel na mas magaling tayo dun sa mga nakaraang tao. In fact, I feel kaya nasistress ang mga millennials is kasi gusto nila ipakita sa mga magulang nila na mas magaling sila. Kung yung tata umaman by 50, they'd like naman to become rich by 30. Of that mentality that we are always better. So yung desire to get rich quickly to the point of getting sick, dati na rin yan. Kaya nga si Solomon gave us an important advice sa Proverbs chapter 23. Can you go there? Tingnan natin ano sabi ng Proverbs 23 verses 4 to 5. Sabi ng Proverbs 23 verses 4 to 5, sabi niya, Do not weary yourself to gain wealth. Cease from your consideration of it. When you set your eyes on it, it is gone. For wealth certainly makes itself wings like an eagle that flies towards the heavens. Naintindihan man yung sinasabi ng isa sa pinakamayaman na tao in history? Ang sinasabi niya sa atin, huwag ka magpayaman. Hindi ba unfair yun? Unfair siya kasi siya mismo nagpayaman. Bakit ayaw niya madaanan natin o ma-experience natin yung na-experience niya? Ako, I've learned that si Solomon wrote Proverbs and Ecclesiastes because he wants us to know what is good and what is not. Ecclesiastes and Proverbs also explains to you what works and what do not. So sabi niya sa atin, sabi, sabi ko sa inyo, the idea of getting stressed to the point of becoming sick is nothing new. 
maraming tao noon ang nasiraan ng bait dahil dito. Marami ring tao, pamilya naghiwalay dahil dito. You know, ako, I have a friend who actually went to Similia and we explained these principles and he did well very he did well in the beginning. Kaso lang napunta siya sa isang posisyon na madaming pera. So na-tempt siya gumawa ng pera na hindi niya pera. Today, even yung pamilya niya, nagkahiwahiwalay na. And the only root cause, and the root cause is, pati sila masabi sa akin, bakit dong masama bang yumaman ng mabilis? Hindi. Kung kaya mo. And kung hindi mo ikakasira. Pero in order to understand kung ano sinasabi ni Solomon sa Proverbs 23, I'd like us to study kung yung mga words na ginamit niya dito para mas maintindihan natin siya. Let me repeat, ha? let me read my version. Nasabi niya, Do not weary yourself to gain wealth. Cease from your consideration of it. The word weary in Hebrew is yaga. It means to work very hard and to reach a point na kailangan mo na magpahinga pero hindi ka makapagpahinga. Have you ever experienced this? Gusto mo na magpahinga pero hindi ka makapagpahinga. So you grow weary. The words naman to gain wealth is actually one word. Ang Hebrew word is asar. Which means to become rich, to have too much possession compared sa maraming tao. Ano mas sobrang yaman na minsan hindi mo na alam kung ano ang gagawin sa yaman. In fact, I was, I was watching this video sa YouTube about entrepreneurship. Sabi niya, nagpayaman ka, gara ng kotse mo, pero hindi mo naman magamit. Kasi sa Manila, traffic parati, di ba? May sports car ka, pero hindi mo magamit, di ba? Pero mayaman ka. So, no, sabi niya, anong silbi nun? Why do you want to do that? To cease naman means to to be weak or to give up control. Pero in verse 4, para sa akin, the, what was the, what's the word, what's the interesting word is the word consideration. Sabi niya, cease from your consideration of it. Akala ko noon, ang ibig sabihin ng verse na yan is, Give up your desire to become rich Kasi masama ang magpayaman Pero hindi pala ito When I studied it Hindi pala ito ang ibig sabihin ng Stop your consideration Let me explain ha I realized na mali yung pagkaintindi ko When I read the, the New International Version Of Proverbs 23 If you have NIV in your, in, your, uh, in your smartphone Let me just read ano sabi ng NIV Sabi niya Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust your own cleverness. So which means, your consideration means, stop doing it based on your understanding. Kasi, yung word naman on your consideration, when I check it, the original Hebrew word is bina. It means your personal understanding or insight. It also means how you respond to the Torah. Alam mo yung anong Torah? Torah are instructions. In fact, they consider the first five books as the Torah, the instructions of the Lord. Now, where do we find these instructions? Can you turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 4? Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Deuteronomy 4, verses 5 and 6. Sabi ng verse 5, 
See, I have taught you statutes and judgments, just as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do tasks in the land where you are entering to possess. So keep and do them, for that is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the people who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely, this great nation is a wise and understanding people. So Torah are the instructions that God gave to Israel. So kung babaguhin ko yung pagkasabi ng Proverbs 23, if I paraphrase it, ang sinasabi niya, hindi masama magpayaman. Pero wag mong gawin ito using your own understanding or your own ways kasi mapapagod ka lang. If you want to become rich, do it by following the Lord's instruction. Yayaman ka na, hindi ka pa mapapagod. you like that idea? Imagine, yayaman ka na, hindi ka pa mapapagod. So let me ask you a question. Kailan ba nakakapagod o nakakastress ang isang bagay? Kailan ba nakakastress na minsan nagkakasakit ka na? Ako ay discovered ng isang trabaho nakakastress. Pag gumawa ka ng trabaho, pinaghirapan mo, tas yung resulta na inexpect mo hindi nangyari. Di ba nakakapagod yun, di ba? Tapos, pag dumating ng resulta, naghanap ka ng solusyon, may sinubukan ka, hindi pa rin na-improve. Di ba nakakastress yun? Pero supposing napagod ka, like for example, si Pastor El, hindi ko alam kung nagre-reklamo siya o nagsasabi lang siya, pag marami ka mabisita, sabi niya, pagod. Pero at the end of the day, sabi naman, pero masaya. Di ba? Hindi siya stressful. Pagod ka, pero hindi ka stress. Ang nakaka-stress yung may ginawa ka, hindi lumabas yung resulta. Hinanapan mo ng paraan, hindi pa rin umaayos. So many, I'm learning that many people today are stressed because they expect a result that is not happening in spite of their hard work. Today, maraming tao ang depressed. In fact, maraming bata ang nagpapakamatay. Sometimes you cannot even understand it. High school, magpapakamatay. College, magpapakamatay. Kasi hindi nila nakuha yung gusto ng nanay nila para sa kanila. Or minsan naman, they just get disappointed, di ba? I don't know if you remember the story, nagpakamatay yung anak ni Miriam Defensor. Okay? Because hindi lang mataas ang grade niya sa eskwelahan. Very depressing, di ba? So marami mga bata today ang stress kasi hindi sila yumayaman sa panahon na gusto nila. In spite of the, the, the work that they do. And however, they do not want to consult the Lord. You know, often time we ask them to read their Bible, ayaw nila. Bakit? Kasi turo naman sa simbahan, ayaw ni God na yumaman ka. Gusto ni God na mahirap ka lang. So, meron din ganung turo and the church justified this teaching sa storya ng rich young man in Luke 18. Have you heard of the story? There was this rich young man who came to Jesus who said, Lord, what will I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? And then sabi ni Jesus, one thing you lack, sell everything you have. So, because of that because of that story, akala ng simbahan, ayaw ni God yumaman tayo. Ayaw ba talaga ni God yumaman tayo? Let me, let me explain, let me answer this by looking 
at a man that kinausap ni Jesus na mayaman din. There was another man that Jesus talked to na mayaman din. Tingnan natin kwento niya sa Luke 19. Can you go to Luke 19? Sa Luke 19, verses 5 to 9, sabi when Jesus came to the place, He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. For today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. When they saw it, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to, to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possession I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house because he too is the son of Abraham. Let me ask you a question. Did Jesus tell Zacchaeus to sell everything he has? Did, G- did Jesus tell him to sell anything? Wala, di ba? Now, Zacchaeus is a tax collector. Did Jesus tell him, masama yung ginagawa mo? Umalis ka sa pagiging tax collector? Hindi. So, ang tanong, why did Jesus reject the rich young man and not Zacchaeus? Ano ang pinagkaiba nila? The answer is found doon sa statement that many people use to teach that God do not want us to become rich. In, you are in Luke 19, kindly go to Luke 18. Luke 18 verse 22, sabi dyan, Jesus said to the rich young man, One thing you still lack. Sell all that your sell all that you possess and distribute it to the poor, and you shall have treasures in heaven. Come, follow me. In the case of Zacchaeus, I think that one of the reasons why God, why Jesus saw him as special, is kasi wala pa siyang hinihingi nag-offer na si Zacchaeus na kalahate. So inisip ko, baka pag hininga niya lahat, baka bigay din ni Zacchaeus. Pero, yun ba talaga ang issue sa rich young man? Was the issue really to sell everything he has? Now, if I combine Luke 18.22 and Proverbs 22 verse 4, ito ang sinasabi ni Jesus. He's telling the rich young man, sell everything you have acquired by using your own understanding and come follow me because I will show you a better way. What do I mean? Yung tao, yumama na without the Lord. Kasi tinatanong nga niya, how can I enter the kingdom of heaven? So yumaman siya without the Lord. Now, supposing sinama siya ni God sa kingdom niya, makikinig ba siya kay God? Meron siyang yaman eh. Sabi niya, Lord, magaling din naman ako eh. Di ba, yumaman naman ako nung wala ka eh. Do you think he will follow the Lord? No. Di ba? So God is saying, sell everything you have, yung kinuha mo on your own. Kasi hindi ka makikinig sa akin pag dala mo yan. So the main command in Luke 18.22 is not to sell everything he has. The main command is come, follow me. Are you following me? The main command is not to sell. Because hindi naman niya pinahirap si Zacchaeus eh. Ang gusto lang niya that both of them will follow Jesus. 
Let me take itong kapa thing for example. And sana, hindi kayo baliw na magpapaloko rin kayo, no? You know, people today, people in kapa are getting rich in the wrong way. And para sa akin, the reason why it's dangerous is because ang daming lie dun sa kapa. Anong, anong, ibig kabi, anong sabihin kong lie? Sabi nila, donation. No, kung may donation, but may return. Di ba kung donation, di dapat kinalimutan mo na. Sabi na nag-donate ka, pero yayaman ka. So that alone is a lie. And then sabi pa, kikita ka 30% every month. Na walang ganong negosyo. I will telling you today, walang ganyang negosyo. Ang negosyong kumita ng 20% ng isang taon, magandang magandang negosyo. So ako, I'm not even expecting my business to double every every year. Ito siya, this is not doubling every year. This is this is growing four times every year. So even yan yan is a lie. Okay? So sabi ng ng sabi ng Proverbs 24 sabi ng Proverbs 24 at uh, 234 sa NIV, do not grow rich by your own understanding. So tanong ko, Ang kapa ba is violating the ways of the Lord? Let me show you some verses of what the Lord tells uh, how, what how the Lord wants us to become rich. You don't have to turn there but sabi ng Proverbs 6 verses 6 to 8. Just listen to this. Sabi niya, go on go to the aunt or sluggard. Observe her way and be wise. Which having no chief, officer or ruler prepares her food on summer and gathers her provision in the harvest. Sabi niya, gayahin mo yung langgam. Grabe yan magtrabaho. Sa panahon na maganda, nagtatrabaho siya para hindi siya magutom sa masamang panahon. And sabi ng kapa, kikita ka 30% every month. Wala siyang sinabing hihinto. There's no such thing. Because every business goes on a cycle. Can a business earn 30% in a month? Yes. However, ubusin din yan sa panahon na wala siyang kita. Kaya sinasabi ko, on an average, 20% is extremely good. Kasi may panahon na maganda, may panahon din na pangit. You understand? Now, on the other hand, this is a verse that I'd like you to go to. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8. It says, Deacons likewise must be men of dignity, not double-tongued or addicted to much wine or fond of sordid gain. Ano ang sordid gain? Yung nakakadismayang kita. Diba? Now, if Kappa is able to give people 30%, ibig sabihin kumita siya ng 60%. Hati sila. Hirap ka na nga kumita ng 30%, kugita ka pa ng 60%. Lagay na lang natin 10% sa Kappa, 30% sa tao. That's 40%. Kayo ba gusto nyo pinapatungan kayo ng 40%? Diba? That's sordid gain. Nakakayang kita yan. Now, on the other hand, masaya ka pag ikaw binigyan. E paano yung pinagkitaan? Ibig sabihin may pinagkitaan siya ng 40 to 60%. Di ba nakakahiya yun? Pero ito tanong, anong negosyo nila na pinagkitaan nila ng ganong klase? Di ba? Hindi man lang masabi kung anong negosyo yun eh. 
paano nila pinakita yung pera? Kasi kung merong ganon, di sana marami ng yumaman. Kasi hindi naman nagiging sekreto to. Sana sabihin niya sa akin para gagayahin ko rin siya. Now, question. Does God want you to give up your ambition to become rich? No. Hindi ba nyo alam na galing, from creation, God has been telling us that He wants us to live a fruitful life? In fact, when Jesus came, sabi niya, He affirmed this, o inulit niya to. In John 10.10, sabi niya, I came that you may have a life of abundance. Sabi ko sa inyo kanina that stress is not necessarily bad. And I am learning that stress is a good measure of how well you are responding to God and how well you are living your life. Let me explain. Pag tao ka na walang stress, problema yan. Kasi ang tawag sa'yo, tamad. Di ba? Ang nasi-stress yung nanay mo na kailangan magpakain sa'yo. Ang tawag ni God sa'yo, wicked and lazy. Katulad ng tawag niya dun sa third slave sa parable of the talent. You know the story, di ba? In the parable of the talent, merong isang tao na hindi niya ginamit. Sabi ni God, you are wicked and lazy. Now, sabi ko sa inyo kanina na merong mental health ngayon because people get very stressed. Ako pero I realize, pag tamad ka, meron ka mental illness. Bakit? Because ang ibig sabihin ng wicked and lazy, wicked means you have a twisted mind. Anong twisted mind? May sira bait mo. Bakit ka may sira bait? Meron kang lakas. Pwede ka magtrabaho. Meron kang resources. Pwede mong gamitin. Tapos nagtamad ka. Di may sira bait mo. Di ba? Sabi mo, never mind. Papakainin ako ni nanay. Eh, paano pag namatay na si nanay? Di masistress ka rin. Di ba? So, to be lazy... is a mental illness. How on the other hand, pag sobra naman ang stress mo to the point of getting sick, problema din yan. Because you are doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. Or you are doing things beyond your limit. Ang tawag sa iyo ni Solomon in Ecclesiastes is vain and foolish. Anong vain? Kasi, pag nagkasakit ka, ibang tao ang makikinabang. Now, bakit vain and foolish din ang mga taong nasistress para magpayaman? I've noticed this. Ang taong nagpapayaman, maraming gustong bilhin. Parang iba sa inyo, daming binili. Ginagamit ninyo? Karamihan ng tao who wants to become rich, to have more than more possessions than what society has. Ang tanong ko, nagagamit ba yan? Hindi. Many times nakatambak. Di ba? So, pinagod mo lang sarili mo para bumili ng isang bagay na hindi mo naman ginagamit. Tawag sa'yo vain and foolish. However, there's a right level of stress that allows you to prosper. Pero sa tamang panahon. Is there a way to, dis- to determine the right level of stress? Meron. Ako, I use Proverbs 10.22 to guide me. Proverbs 10.22 Sabi dyan, It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And He adds no sorrow to it. 
Do you understand what Proverbs 10.22 is saying? Sabi niya, gusto ni God yumaman ka. Pero yung pagyaman mo, walang soro, walang stress. Okay, hindi, hindi, hindi rin yung zero stress kasi tamad yun. Di ba? Yung, yung hindi ka nagkakasakit. So, pero kasi, okay, I'm sorry, sorry. So sabi ni God, He wants to make you rich. Pero, iba-iba ang ability na binigay niya sa atin. So therefore, iba-iba rin ang level ng yaman natin. So do not get me wrong na sabi ko, God wants you to be rich, then i-feeling ninyo lahat kayo gusto na ni God maging Henry C. Hindi totoo yun. Kasi iba-iba ang abilidad. Pero merong, merong siyang tamang paraan. And ang paraan niya will not add sorrow into our lives. So let me ask you, why do you think people get stressed to the point of being sick? What is the source of their problem? May tanong ko sa inyo. Kung ang ibang tao walang cellphone, bibili ka ng cellphone? Wala kang tatawagan eh. Di ba? Kung ibang tao walang smartphone, bibili ka ng smartphone? Hindi rin. Walang gamit eh. Di ba? Pero minsan may taong bali, like for example, many years ago, naalala niyo yung merong cellphone na tawag nila the brick. Malaki siya, Motorola siya, para siyang, basta malaki siya, para siyang bato, na pag hinampas sa'yo, bubukol. Diba? So anyway, yung lumabas yan siya, yung lumabas yan siya, meron akong kaibigan who was telling me a story, meron silang board meeting. Okay? Hindi pa uso yung telepono na yun. Sa board meeting, pagdating niya, may naglagay ng ganong telepono sa harapan. No, sila lahat, wala, di ba? So, maglagay niya. Nasa meeting sila. Mamaya, dumating yung sekretary ng tao. Tapos, lumabas siya kasi may tawag. Pero yung kaibigan ko lumabas, punta ng CR. Narinig niya yung tao nagsabi. Sabi ko siya, tawagan mo ko dun sa cellphone ko. wag dito. <laughs> Meron may tao bibili kasi nagyayabang lang. Pero marami sa atin nagpapabili. Kasi inggit lang. Kung, eh, kung lahat ng tao naglalakad papunta sa trabaho, bibili ka ng motorsiklo? Hindi. Di ba? Pero Pastor Juden, ganda na ng motorsiklo, no? <laughs> okay yan yan. Alam mo, pag nasa Manila ako, si Chef Tony, pagkausap ko siya, kwento siya ng kwento ng kotse. Lahat ang pinag-uusapan namin kotse. Habang nag-uusap kami ng kotse, gusto ko rin bumili ng kotse. Pero pagdating ko dito, sabi, bakit ko makilangan ng kotse? Hindi nga ako namamasyal. Di ba? I'm realizing that one of the source of our stress is our covetous nature. Gusto mong yumaman, pero ang tanong ko, bakit mo gustong yumaman? Oftentimes, gusto mong yumaman kasi gusto mo kung ano ang meron yung kapitbahay mo. Pero ang tanong ko, kailangan mo ba siya? Diba ako, I always tell people, in Manila, I am extremely poor. Pero dito, I am rich. However, I'm not saying I am ultra rich. Bababa lang masyado ang expense ko. Kaya I can enjoy life. Diba? Parang yung nagmahal yung baboy at saka baka, naging almost 300 yung ba- baka. So sabi ko sa farm namin, huwag na tayo bumili ng baka. Mag-ihaw na lang tayo ng karnero. So, nung gabi nyo, nakalams to kami. Naka-lamp chops pa. Diba? Social, diba? Pero ako nagpalaki nun eh. Wala naman akong 
binili. So, mayaman ako in my level. Okay? Pero hindi ako mayaman in their level. Okay? Pero ako, hindi ako bu- kayo bumibili ng baboy. Ako, nagpapaihaw lang ng karnero. Di ba? Many people buy things only because nainggit sila sa kapitbahay nila. Pero, kasi wala silang pera, ano ginawa nila? Umutang sila. Tapos mamaya, masistress sila para maghanap ng pangbayad. The other day, I was in a coffee shop sa Cagayan. And besides me were two ladies. And nag-uusap sila, saan sila mamamasyal next year? Nasa cellphone sila, nagbukas yung isang babasal. Uy, mura pala sa Europe. Yung mura na yun, libo-libo yun. Mura pa. Tapos punta tayo sa New York. So habang nakikinig ako sa kanasal ko, mukha naman walang pera tong mga to. <laughs> Pero alam ko, in the next few months, masistress sila trying to save up for those trips. Di ba? They will spend many months saving up only to spend it in a few days. Di ba? Kaya tawag dyan vain and foolish. You stress yourself unnecessarily. Tapos magkakasakit ka pa. May tanong ako sa'yo, masama ba bumili ng magandang gamit? Hindi. Masama ba mamasyal abroad? Hindi. Hindi. Pag may sobra ka. So today, I teach people, I tell people that I do not buy based on budget. I buy based on abundance. Let me explain saan ito galing. In my Viber group, sa, keep, sa, sa, sa Keepers of His Garden, many months ago, there was this person who asked, sabi niya, pag may nakita kang damit na maganda, bibilihin mo ba maski hindi nakabudget? Sabi ng ibarami, of course hindi. Sayang yung pera. May sumagot doon, sabi niya, pag gusto ng misis ko, maski walang budget, dapat maghanap ng budget. No? That evening, si Denise asked me, sabi niya, ikaw, Papa, what will you do? Sabi ko, today I have learned never to buy things on budget. I always buy things from abundance. What do I mean? Maski may pera ako, pero wala akong sobra, hindi ko bibilhin yung damit na yan, maski gusto pa ng misis ko. Diba? Ang gagawin ko, mag-iipon ako. Pag may sobra na ako, bibilihan, bibilihan ko. Pag may sobra, bit pa natin pag-iisipan yung damit na yan. May sobra naman. Hindi na ako. Mag-iipon ako hanggang may sobra. Pero let me also explain this. Ang sobra ko, hindi ibig sabihin sobra ng ibang tao. Like, let me give you an example. I will never buy a brand new car. Okay? Maski meron akong sobrang pera pang ng isang brand new na sasakyan, hindi ko gagawin yun. Bakit? Sayang yung pera. So I often buy second-hand cars. Di ba? Bakit? Kasi maraming tao na nainggit sa kapitbahay nila, bumili ng kotse na hindi ginamit. So bibilhin ko yon five years after. Pagkalahati na lang yung presyo. Pero maski may pera ako pang brand new, hindi ko bibili niyan. Bakit? Kasi paglabas niyan sa kasa, 20% less yan. Naintindihan niyo ako? Lahat ng bago, linabas mo sa tindahan, 20% less yan. So hindi ko maatim na nawala yung pera ko kasi lumabas ng, ng pintuan. You understand? So I will also not buy those things. Iba yung aking level of abundance. Hindi katulad ng 
ibang tao. But bibili ako pag may sobra. And this comes from the idea of being fruitful. So merong tao na si stress because naingit sila. And then there are those na stress because they do not like what they have. They feel they deserve something better. So ano ginawa nila? Binenta nila kung anong meron sila. Or hindi, inabandon nila, hindi nila ginamit. And they went to another place just to look for a better opportunity. Now, these are the people who go to Manila, they leave their land, hindi ginamit, kasi feeling nila hindi maganda. May mas maganda elsewhere. So, sabi nila, makikipagsapalaran ako. Pero kasi walang assurance that they will succeed, masistress sila. Just trying to survive. Dito, no, when I, we have the farm training, sabi ko parati sa mga taga-bukid noon, tawag sa'yo dito, landowner. Anong tawag sa'yo sa Manila? Tawag sa'yo, alila. Ayaw nila magtrabaho sa lupa nila kasi mahirap, mainit. Pero magtatrabaho sila sa lupa nila 8 to 10 hours. Pag alila ka, ilang oras ka nagtatrabaho? 24-7. Minsan, wala pa ang day off. Di ba? Because, hindi sila masaya kung ano binigay ni God sa kanila. So, nasistress sila for two reasons. One, discontent. And a covetous nature pa rin. The parable of the talent says that God has entrusted us with talents according to our abilities. That God has placed us where we are and has given us what we have because yan ang pinapagamit niya sa'yo para someday you will have abundance. People will get stressed when they pursue something that they do not have the abilities for and when they want something na hindi para sa kanila. So if God wants us to become rich, ano ang tamang paraan? One, He wants us to be thankful and contented with what we have already. And we must be ready to use it and take care of it as a blessing. Like the aunt, God wants us to work. To work hard, especially when times are good, so that we can save for times that are bad. Unfortunately, most people have a opposite mind. They spend a lot when times are good. They save when times are bad, pag wala nang iipon. As a plant makes more, man, more food from the food it makes, God also wants us to make money from the money we receive. Let me explain this. Let me explain another, another weird phenomenon na nakikita ko. Today, more and more, I hear of millennials leaving their jobs for one reason. Sabi nila, pinapayaman ko lang yung amo ko. So just recently lang, the other day, I, I, I heard of a son na nag-resign. Ang rason, pinapayaman ko lang yung amo ko. And I don't know kung ganyan ang pakiramdam ng iba sa inyo. So sabi niya, alis ako kasi siya lang yung mayaman. So hindi ko siya maintindihan. Bakit? Di ba nung nag-apply ka? Di ba yun ang usapan? Kaya ka nag-apply para payamanin yung kumpanya? para masweldohan ka. Tama ba yon? Kailangan mo tulungan yung maman yung kumpanya para masweldohan ka. Tama? 
Pag nasisweldohan kayo, mayaman ka, hindi. Sabi ng ibang tao, kulang. So, when I went to Iloilo the other month, I was giving this seminar and there was this chief engineer sa isang construction company. After my meet, after my talk, tinanong niya ako, sabi niya, Sir Dong, ano ba talaga maganda? Empleyado or negosyante? Kasi minsan feeling ko lugi ako eh. Sabi ko, pag namimili ka ng negosyo, dapat hanapin mo yung magandang rate of return. Hindi na yung rate of return, yung yung balik ng pera mo, di ba? Yun ang maganda. Maganda ko, kumpitin mo ano ang magandang balik ng pera mo. Understand? So tinanong ko sa kanya, ano ba pinuhunan mo sa kumpanya? Ano pinuhunan niya? Namuhunan siya? Wala. Ang pinuhunan lang niya, oras at trabaho. Tama? So, tanong ko sa kanya, yung amo mo, namuhunan rin ba yan ng oras at trabaho? Oo. Okay? Nagtrabaho yan. Ang amo pa, kung magtrabaho 24-7. Okay? So, sabi ko sa kanya, ikaw hindi ka namuhunan. Pumasok ka, kumita ka. So, ano anong pinuhunan mo? Zero. Pag uwi mo, kumita ka. So, ano magandang rate of return? Ba, infinite yun? Kasi walang pinanggalingan eh. Di ba? Okay? Yung amo, bago kumita, kailangan mamuhunan muna siya. So, I am not saying, be employees all your life. I am just saying, it is not bad. Because it gives you the opportunity to become rich. Kumikita ka para makapag-ipon, later baka magamit mo sa... negosyo mo kung gusto mo or pwede ka rin mo stay as an employee and kikita ka parati. Kailan kami kikita? Pag may naiwan. Eh, pag walang naiwan. Di ba? Sana pag walang naiwan, sabi ko sa tao, utang yung sweldo mo, ha? <laughs> Hindi naman, pwede yon. So, ito nangyari dun sa mga bata na umalis kasi ayaw nila payamanin amo nila. Ayaw nila payamanin amo nila. So, ano nangyari sa kanila? Yumaman sila? Hindi rin. Okay? So ngayon, kailangan sila pakainin ng magulang nila. So, anong pakinabang nila? Hindi, wala. Wala nang kita, wala pang natutunan. When I wrote the book, Creating Wealth and Managing Finances, I wrote it because I feel that people need to understand the proper way of becoming rich. In the book, I explained the ancient path which Jeremiah 6.16 talks about. Can you go there? Sabi ng Jeremiah 6.16, Thus says the Lord, Stand by the way and see and ask for the ancient path, where the good, where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your soul. But they said, We will not walk in it. The Bible is saying there is a path that is good. There is a path that will give you rest. You know, sa mga tao, sa Muraya and sa Similia, I always tell them our design is different. You may not be receiving the highest pay, pero dito, walang concern sa bahay, sa kuryente, and sa tubig. Ang concern lang, magtrabaho. Tapos, pag gusto pa niyo kumain ng pechay, maski gano'ng karaming pechay, pwede. Di ba? Hanggang mapura mo. Di ba? Kalibre man. Di ba? So, down there's no worry of where I get the rent, where I get the water, 
where I get the electricity. Di ba? And some people worry about that. Di ba? When you go to Cagayan, I hear their salaries. Eh, hindi rin ganun kalaki. Pero magre-rent, mamamasahe, magbabayad ng kuryente. Pinakaswerte sila, Chabi. <laughs> May sweldo na, libre pa lahat. Ginaya ko yung model sa kanila, di ba? Walang concern, di ba? At nagsasago parati sa muraya, ang pera mo, pera mo. Kasi kinuha ko na lahat ng gastos mo. So, minsan masama loob ko sa mga tao sa farm. Lahat nakamotor. Di ba? Wala namang gamit. Nakaparada kasi uwi lang. Sayang. Di ba? Sayang. You know, the Bible is telling us that there is a path that is not only good for us, but also gives rest to our soul. Do you know when Jesus came, He thought about the same idea? Can you go to Matthew chapter 11? Uh, we will be closing soon. Go to Matthew 11 chapter 20, uh, ch- chapter 11 verse 28 to 29. Sabi niya, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and, uh, and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. So when Jesus came, He repeated this ancient path. Sabi niya, it comes with my yoke. Jesus is saying that there is a way to work and yet find rest. Ganda no, no? Nagtatrabaho ka na, nagpapahinga ka pa. Okay, paano nangyari yun? Katulad ng sabi ko sa inyo kanina, nakakapagod lang isang bagay pag walang magandang resulta ang pagtrabaho mo. Pero kung maganda ang nangyayari sa buhay mo, nakakapagod, uh, pwede ka mapagod, pero hindi ka nasistress, masaya ka pa. So there are two things that I realized from Jeremiah 6 and Matthew 11. Both verses talk about a path that we need to take. So which means, Being fruitful or becoming rich is a journey. It's a journey not by one person, but a journey with you and the Lord. Sabi ni God, you take on my yoke. Bakit? Because I know where we're going. Eh. And I know ang paraan. However, people do not like to consult the Lord because natatakot sila na may paggawa si God na ayaw nila. So what do they do? They insist on their doing things their way. And then, mamaya, naliligaw sila. Napapagod sila kasi hindi sila makarating kung saan nila gusto pumunta. And yet, God said that I want to make you rich and add no sorrow to you. Unfortunately, Jeremiah 6.16, sabi ng Jeremiah 6.16, people reject the ways of the Lord. Let me just make sure you understand this, especially to my people sa Similia. God wants all of you to have a better life. The better life means it gets better every day. Hindi ibig sabihin, galing ka sa zero, bigla kang 100. The better life is a journey that every day you receive your salary para maipon mo. Habang nagtatrabaho ka, nag-iipon ka, later, sa tamang panahon, giginhawa yan. However, I do not know the kind of comfort that God will give you. Okay? 
we have different comforts, we have different levels because we have different abilities. So at SIN, I want you to know that you should not tire yourself. Huwag mong pagurin ang sarili mo kasi gusto mong yumaman. Kasi ang yaman, hindi trinatrabaho. Now listen to this. Aulitin ko ha, ang yaman, hindi trinatrabaho. According to Proverbs 23.5, sabi niya, riches, if you focus on it, lumilipad yan. Mabilis yan mawala. Bakit? Because kung ang focus mo ang yaman, pag yumaman ka pero hindi mo alam kung anong gagawin, anong gagawin sa yaman mo? Lilipad siya. Mawawala siya. So I said, hindi trinatrabaho ang yaman. Bakit? Because riches is just a reward. Naintindan yun? Ulitin ko ha. Ang yaman, reward. Dumadating sa taong nagtrabaho. Dumadating din sa taong marining, marunong magdala ng pera. Okay? So therefore, you should desire to be a man of wisdom. Sino ang tao na wise? He is the one who fears the Lord and who would always follow His instruction. And in the proper time, God will give you your abundance sa tamang panahon. So don't stress yourself. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for the things that you continue to teach us. My prayer, Father, is that all of my friends will enjoy the journey that you want them to take with you. Sana they will take on your yoke, they will follow the ancient path, that they will enjoy this life with you. So will you bless them? Will you allow them to take good care of what you have already given them and that they should stay put where you have placed them because naniniwala ako, jaan mo sila gustong lumago. We are grateful for our time of worship, dear God. In Jesus' name we pray.